0: The guys from Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingley.
1: And I'm David R. Smith, and as this is our first podcast of the new year, we're going to do our annual year in review. And something special, this is podcast number two hundred, kind of, asterisk. Woo. (laughs) All the woos.
0: All the woos. Well now we have a title. Thanks, Dave.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. If there's anything we know, I'm great at titling things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you who aren't in on that inside joke, meaning everybody, uh, Sean has helped me title things, including my thesis. As I was yeah. writing my thesis, I'm like, Sean, I need a, I need a title for this. And he's like, well, how about this? He's like, yeah, that's good. And so I wrote that down. So uh, me titling things is not necessarily my strength. Um, so uh, thanks – Sometimes I just spit things out. It's like, well, there you go. Well,
0: I I don't Uh, think that... Considering how garbage the year 2017 was, I don't think we could come up with a better title than 2017 Year in Review, bracket, all all the the woos, woos, bracket.
1: (laughs) I like it. Now, I mean, so basically for anybody who hasn't heard any of our year in reviews, it started off a couple years ago and we just went month by month and kind of was like, well... This happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. And it was a it long, was the boring, worst. stupid podcast.
0: It was so bad.
1: It was so bad. So we decided to rejigger it and talk about our favorite albums, songs, books, uh, TV series, personal highlights, and podcasts. And then we're also going to add some movie highlights that aren't necessarily movies from this year, because in a couple weeks we'll do our top ten movies of 2017.
0: Right. Both written and podcast form.
1: Yeah. So... We didn't want to do month by month as far as personal highlights, so we are going to do just a collection of three personal highlights, three everything, just to kind of give a a, a sample size of what our year was like. Yeah, it's like a what we're...
0: we're up to, but for the year. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So now, Sean, why do you feel like this year was garbage?
0: Uh okay well we we've made it a point of not talking about trump but do you want me to answer that question
1: no that's fair do you want me to to talk
0: about the like the me too movement's wonderful i'm glad it's happening i'm glad there's a reckoning but at the same time is that great
1: well no no and I, i i'm not necessarily not necessarily disagreeing with you it's just you said this year was garbage and i was like what reasons could we have to talk about this i was just Looking more for, I guess, your personal lowlights, but yeah, Trump. That's a good one. Me too. I totally agree with you. I think the the movement was like it's it's done a lot, but at the same time, it's not great that it had to happen. Like it's disappointing that it did have to happen,
0: and that but it we had, had to have
1: I mean, yeah, because it just uh, shows the worst. But, in uh,
0: people. Like you want the the, the the Charlottesville, like the Nazis marching I in Virginia. Um... We, the Celebrity deaths We could you Half mentioned oh, And we've talked about Gord Downey And like Tom Petty Chris and-
1: Cornell And Tom Petty And Oh god da- Apparently David Cassidy Just died the other day Not that yep. you know, Like Keith Partridge Is as cool as Chris Cornell Or Gord Downey Or Tom Petty But like it's just One after another After another And it's just You know you go through That list and kind of go Oh god Damn There's just So many Again Adam West <sighs> Like, oh yeah, it's just yeah. It's
0: it's um. It, it wasn't a great year. No, uh, but if you're looking for personal lowlights, the the forest fires was <laughs> a giant chunk of my year because it literally meant that almost all of my summer was spent indoors and not willingly. But it's just like I need to breathe, so I guess I don't go outside for this month.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one. There was, I mean, and I'm not one who is asthmatic. I don't like, smoke. Doesn't really affect me if there's a little bit of haze in the air, but even I was feeling it a lot this year because it was so thick and so perpetual and so prominent that even people who are in good health were suffering because of that. So I can only imagine yeah. what you were going through.
0: So, and it was, that was, that was months. I, I didn't even buy a fishing license this year. I never right. went. I I just, the, every day off I had it either was too smoky or there were a few that it rained those days were great but sure yeah one it was it was a
1: very dry summer as well i mean like last year we had a lot of rain in the summer and so we didn't get a lot of chance to go outside and when we did it was like well it might be kind of crappy and we have those summers every 12 15 years where it's just sucked in rain kind of the whole summer and then this summer was the complete opposite it was gorgeous but it was so hazy that it was really hard to do anything outside
0: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It was pretty um, miserable.
1: Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. So is that one of your personal <laughs> parts of the... Yeah. Are we, have we just kind of, like, shoehorned our way into this already?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that was on my list. So basically, okay. the the why was this year awful, I combined all of them into one about how this year was terrible.
1: Okay. Well, that's, that's a bummer. Uh, if I'm going chronologically, my first personal thing that i would like to talk about and we're not going to dwell on this too long but uh the new england patriots coming back from being down a shit ton of points was a massive highlight for me um now it ended up i didn't actually get to see the end of the game because of personal situations involving a friend and an emergency phone call and when it comes down to it life and friendships are more important than a game and so sure, while I would yeah. have loved to have been there for the comeback, I heard it on the radio as I was driving, but life takes priority. But the last two times the Patriots have won the Super Bowl, all the big moments have come while I've been in my vehicle, and so apparently <laughs> anytime the Pats are in the Super Bowl, I have to just listen from my truck. This is what I've decided. So yeah, fair. Anyway, it was it was a cool night I remember watching the the beginning with my brother and my cousin and it was very quiet in that Patriots fan household and then right as I left things got cool and exciting and I would have liked to have been there but whatever I was just happy that they won so that was my first first highlight again I'm not gonna dwell too long on it because I don't think most of our listeners are overly typically sports fans
0: well it- I'll just tack an addendum onto that for the back-to-back Stanley Cups for my Penguins then.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Like,
0: I wasn't even going to talk yeah. about it because we have literally never been asked about hockey. Yeah. I don't think ever. We may have talked about it once for 15 minutes just because we're Canadian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yay, two Stanley Cups in a row, back-to-back, first Wheef. time since the 90s.
1: That was fun. Yeah, yeah, first time since Detroit, second time since the Penguins. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we're behind the curtain. We're recording this mid-December. So, you know, a lot can happen between when we record this and when this comes out. But uh, the Penguins could be the first team in a long time to get a three-peat because they are still that good. So, I it's mean, possible. a lot... It's, it's, I'm not saying it's a gimme, but there's a lot of people at the beginning of the season who are saying that it might be a possibility, and um, who knows? So, yeah. it's, it's in the realm of possibilities anyway, for sure.
0: Yeah, I, do, I don't know that I'd bank on it, but...
1: No, but I, think, I wouldn't I also, necessarily bet on that one, but I also... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, I also haven't watched a game of hockey, because... Oh, I, you don't watch hockey as much as you used to?
0: Or at all, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But that's a story uh-huh. for another day that someone would have to <laughs> literally ask us for, rather than us dwelling on it now.
1: Fair. Uh, so was that another one of your personals, or do you have another one?
0: It wasn't actually on the list. I just thought, okay. because you mentioned your team sure. winning, I'm like, well, I could just toss in the, pe- the yeah. penguins, because that's okay. still exciting. Totally. Suck it, Nashville. <laughs> oh. Uh, a, big, a major thing, I suppose, was I left iHorror.
1: That is pretty big. You were, you were with them for quite a while, hey?
0: Three years, yep. Yeah. Three and almost exactly three years, just a bit over actually. When you count it out by month,
1: three years, man. It feels like it, like it feels like it was less time than that, but I knew it was a long time. If that makes any sense. No, it um, does.
0: Yeah, it does. Because well, I never really talked much about it because it was just it was a part of work, right? Sure. So yeah. Writing for them, and then I transitioned into doing Instagram stuff, and yeah. grew that like crazy, and met a bunch of cool people, and. But it was just, it was time to go. So yeah, I left and, and started my own thing.
1: Yeah, which is cool.
0: So more um, focus on the Guys From. The website's been growing. Since I switched to full-time full time outside of work Guys From, as opposed to splitting hmm. it between iHorror and Guys From, we've been growing right. it crazy, which has been nice. awesome. That is super uh, cool. Subscribers are way up. Thank you very much. The, mm-hmm. the thing that I keep saying at the end with people sharing and leaving ratings and reviews and telling their friends must be happening because our subscribers have gone, the chart of subscriptions is quite, quite pretty. So thank you very much for that. And also check out the Dark Half, plug, 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 where I keep (laughs) talking about horror on Instagram because I like doing that. Well, there you go. So yeah, that was a personal thing, was leaving iHorror and starting the Dark Half and focusing in on the guys from
1: I mean, it's pretty fitting that that's what you talk about there because next chronologically for me was also leaving my job that I loved. and so But it was time because I got a new job, which also ended up with me moving. So, I mean, like it was a major life change. Like, you know, one, oh, yeah. it's one thing to, to change jobs in the city, but it's another thing to uproot and go to a completely different city for the first time in 15 years and start in a new community and with a new group of people. And so, I mean, working at the University of Lethbridge has been an awesome experience and I love it. And it's been definitely the right choice, but that was, cool. you know, that that's a major leap and going through the entire process, like applying and going through the interview and moving and, and getting settled and starting the new job and transitioning. Like it's been, it's been a big, big thing, but it's been... Pretty great. So, um, you know, for, for you, it was time to leave horror, and I wouldn't say it was time for me to leave Lunchbox, but it was, it was the right choice. And it's just, that's, that was the timing of the, of the situation. So,
0: yeah, you know. no, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, have any of your students talked about the podcast yet? No, no, you know, there's, uh, it's going to happen at some point. Someone is going to come across this stuff.
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm familiar and I'm aware of that and we'll see how, I, I, I don't say anything in class because I don't know it's just I, I, I feel like weird. they can discover that on their own yeah exactly I'm not yeah. gonna you know it's one thing to plug the dark half here because it's all kind of related it's another thing for me to be like okay and then when you're finished drafting you're gonna put a title block here and then um, tonight my podcast comes out and you should listen to that because it's about the Super Bowl preview like it's not <laughs> it, it just doesn't really fit so, well, so yeah, what you're no. saying
0: is we have to do something about one of your classes. The technical I theater mean, we... podcast.
1: <laughs> We'd have like three listeners for that. <laughs> but maybe one of my students. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did the the things that we wish we were told before we started a university podcast in September. Yep. Yes, we sure did. Thank you to so, everyone who checked who that one out. Yeah. But uh, maybe they just haven't pieced it together yet. Or maybe... I just because I don't talk about Lethbridge every day, but there's going to be one day where somebody's like, "Oh, that sounds fun." What? What? <laughs> oh, so Dave, I was hosting a podcast last night. Oh, goddamn it!
0: <laughs> What's this Atticus touchdown nonsense? <laughs>
1: Never mind. You get an F. <laughs> or an A. Or an A, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, so that was that was a big personal one for me cool
0: Mm -hmm. uh last for me is a couple of sciencey things because i was like because there's so much bad news i wanted to Mm -hmm. throw something kind of fun in sure germany and south korea have both started to execute on fusion power with stability which is awesome because it would definitely revolutionize power And the production of power and the safety of the production of power. Mm -hmm. If they can get fusion to actually work. And there are hints that it is finally happening at these three plants. Cool. And also, I don't know if you heard about it, because a lot of the the sky space news, before our recording this at least, was uh, about the solar eclipse. But they... Mm -hmm. Discovered and named a new Aurora type, like Aurora Borealis? Oh really? Yeah, there's a it's a Proton Band Aurora. Which looks like a like a cool kind of yellowy orange stripe across the sky.
1: Cool.
0: Uh Dave, I would like you to try and guess what you think they named it.
1: Um, Please tell me it's Aurora Orangialis.
0: Uh no, it's even better than that. They named it Steve. Shut up. I'm not even ke- kidding. It is Steve the Proton Aurora. <laughs> it is a reference well, to I fantastic. think it's I think it's Over the Hedge. Okay. Or like a like an animated movie, but I think it's Over the Hedge and it's it's that reference. So it's a movie reference and they named it Steve
1: and that made me very happy. Amazing. I love it. Um cool. Uh, my last personal highlight, I, a couple of my cousins got married this summer and I love weddings and I, particularly Smith weddings. We have a lot of fun there, but I got to be the best man at my cousin Danny's wedding and it was a really good time. Uh, it's, it's quite an honor to actually be able to, to go and stand up there and just encourage somebody and be there to support that person that you care deeply for and, and just let them know that you believe in what they're doing. And so it was cool to do that and kind of give the speech on behalf of the rest of my brother and my cousins and just kind of be the voice for the entire Smith side of the family. So it was, it was fun. I, you know, it's just, it's, it's the second time I was the best man at a wedding and, uh, it was just nice to be able to do that. And I don't know, it's just, there was something very flattering when he phoned me a year ago and asked if I would do that, or I guess a year and a half ago and asked if I would do it. So it's just, you know, it all kind of culminated into, communate, whatever, you know what I'm talking about, I'm sick, uh, into a into a great weekend, so it was it was cool to be able to do that.
0: No, that's very sweet.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, now, if you're so. at all superstitious, you can't be a best man again, or else you will never get married. Really? Yeah, that's the superstition.
1: I mean, I'm not superstitious, I'm a little stitious, but... Um, yeah. Substitious? Yeah, like... But what if I got married and then became a best man? Well, that's fine. Oh, okay.
0: But if you're a, huh. if you are a, specifically, it's it's more for maid of honor.
1: But it does oh, also apply
0: to the best man, where if you are the best man three times before you are married, you are then never going to get married because you are you are always the best man, but looked over.
1: Huh. Weird. Anyway, I mean, I'm not too concerned about that unless something. In my life goes drastically wrong, but um, that's good to know. Thank you. You're, you're
0: welcome. Just try to bring everything back down again because 2017 I appreciate was that, awful. Yeah. <laughs>
1: 2017 did have some great music, though. It did. Yes. You see what I did there? Yeah,
0: I, I liked it because you're keeping us moving.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a long podcast, so I'm trying to keep us going at a at a clip. Yeah, I, I mean, I always kind of struggle with the albums and songs of the year, if nothing else, just because I will be cognizant of things that have come out, but not realize that, and but not, like, clock it anywhere. Like, last year, that song by Justin Timberlake, um, about dancing, whatever it's called, I everybody knows the song. I loved that song, and I didn't have it as my favorite song of 2016, because I didn't even think about that one as my favorite song. Like, I was like... I didn't even think that that it was a even a, a possibility that I'd like a Justin Timberlake song is one of my favorite songs of the year. So I never clocked them far enough in advance. to Be like, oh, this could be a front runner for my favorite song or my favorite album. Right. So it's always a little tricky for me. But I think I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, with my list this year. So we'll, well, we'll see how me, it goes.
0: Uh, to the day that this podcast came out was the same day that the top ten songs of the year for TGF came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote a Top 50, which has been coming out every day this week. Uh, so I have less problems with that, just because I literally write about music every day, so I'm totally. always paying attention to what's come out when.
1: Yeah, no, so for you, I, I understand it. Um, but uh, anyway, like I said, I'm, I'm feeling good about my, my albums and songs this year. So uh, cool. we so said we were going to start with albums, right?
0: Yes, we're going to start with albums. Okay. So what is your first honorable mention?
1: Oddly enough, my first honorable mention for uh, album in 2017 is Kesha, Rainbow.
0: Cool. We will talk more about that one later. My first honorable mention (laughs) for album of the year is Fresh by Bad Sounds. Okay. Bad Sounds is a a band that I featured on the Daily Song Drop and Tuesday Tunes. They've had three songs featured at this point. Uh, They've been in the top 20, top 50 of the year for me, and this was basically their debut EP, which had all of the songs I've talked about it and more. So I was just, I was obviously going to like this EP because it's mostly songs I've already featured on the Daily Song Drop or Tuesday Tunes. And Mm -hmm. it's fun. It's funky. It's kind of a retro throwback, like rock funk sound. They're British. They're great. So if you haven't heard them yet, check it out. And that's Fresh. P-H-R-E-TRIPLE-S-H. All caps.
1: (laughs) Probably a good thing that you spell that out, because I was just expecting it would be spelled like, you know, fresh would be spelled like. Ah, fair enough. Um, My second honorable mention is Evolve by Imagine Dragons. Okay. Um, uh, Is that one that we have to put off, or can I talk about that one now?
0: Well, I can only have one album of the year, Dave, so...
1: wow, (laughs) tipping your head a little bit.
0: Um, well, well, why else if it was a different honorable mention for me, we could have just talked about it as honorable mention. Right enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved this album when I first heard it, it was a little, I I felt it was a little poppy and I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this, but the more I, it was one of those ones that, you know, the more I listened to it, the more I kind of got into it and it still has kind of their percussive sound and kind of that, that, Stripped down, very simple yet complicated sound that Imagine Dragons is kind of known for, Um, and so while it was not like that, that first listen wasn't necessarily something that I I really responded to. The more I heard it, the more I went, "Yeah, this is good." And then by the end of it, like we'd be driving, I'd be like, "Oh God, what? Who is this?" And Shannon's like, "This is Imagine Dragons." Like, "Oh God, of course it is. This is this is a great album." And so it, it was one of those ones that definitely grew on me.
0: Oh, fair enough. Sometimes yeah. those are the best, because it, it takes some time to really get into something.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's my second honorable mention.
0: Cool. My second honorable mention is Colors by Beck.
1: Oh, yeah. That doesn't surprise me.
0: The reason this didn't take my album of the year is because all of my favorite songs on Colors were the songs that I already knew. So the singles that he released before.
1: Right. So, so there's nothing I went into new it. and fresh for you.
0: Exactly, so I went into it I love the album, I listened mm-hmm. to the album But there was it didn't surprise me And it didn't blow me away It was just a really good Beck album And for me right. that's awesome But it does not take my album of the year Which, because I've already tipped my hand Rather than going back to yours And then going to sure. me for the surprise <laughs> Of the fact that it's Rainbow by Kesha Rainbow by Kesha is my album of the year And Dave's honorable mention
1: It's so good What a fucking
0: surprise. Right? Like, I knew she wanted to do something different, right? Because the whole, and again, this ties into the the Me Too sexual harassment kind Mm -hmm. of thing, right? Mm -hmm. She's wanted to break away from that. She did, like, a concert somewhere. I don't remember where it was. I think it was in Ohio. Yeah. Or something like that, where it was... She did, like, some weird, like, electro-country versions of her old stuff and then started dabbling mm-hmm. with what her new sound was going to be. But I did not expect that it was going to be this different and this good.
1: Yeah. Like, we used to joke whenever she came on, and you'd be like, Dave, Kesha! And I was like, oh, yeah! And, like, it was it was just kind of a running gag that we loved Kesha. And then all of a sudden, it came out with this and was like... Because you said couple months ago you're like you should yeah actually give kesha's new album a listen it's like okay well i'll give that a shot okay fine yeah yeah and i actually did and it was like holy shit
0: yeah and like we yeah it was it was a running joke but it was kind of that like it's guilty pleasure just bubblegum pop yeah it's like, okay exactly. yeah this is just this is silly pop there's a few of her songs that got super popular that i didn't like but a few of them mm-hmm. i did i was like okay yeah it's just pop this mm-hmm. isn't this is, no. like, a combination of a whole bunch of different stuff. There's some weird, like, almost Dolly Parton-style country, and I'm yeah. not a country fan, but it's so well put together, and then there's still some of that fun pop, but it's got more of a, like, a grittier feel to it. it no, it's top to bottom. It is my favorite album of the year.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's it's really solid. Um. It's- and would be my favorite album of the year... If oh no sorry I guess I put Imagine Dragons there but yeah it was it was up there but I mean the Foo Fighters Concrete and Gold has to be mine um, I love the Foo Fighters I love what they what they do I think Dave Grohl is one of those guys who with very few exceptions anything he touches turns to musical gold and uh, pardon the pun um, <laughs> this is no different uh, I remember uh, a friend of ours from school Tim. I divides listen to the new album and he warned me he's like if you're listening to it in headphones don't turn them up for the first minute of the album because it's really quiet and then all of a sudden it just kicks your ass and um beginning again this is one of those beginning to end like i don't feel like there's any filler i just i could listen to it and all of a sudden i got to the end of it and went well damn that was great so it's got some some great sound to it and um, yeah, I just I just absolutely loved it, and so I was I was happy to get another Foo Fighters album, and uh, it was gonna be very hard for anything to beat this one. So, Concrete oh, totally and Gold. Fair. Yeah,
0: I had that on my short list for albums to consider. Okay, um, I knew that you would talk about it. Right. Some somewhere, but that yeah. didn't really that didn't affect it. I just sure. think I want I've I've always been trying to throw an EP from a new artist into my honorable mm. mentions as well. Mm. Fan. And, it, dude, it's me. Beck is always going to beat Foo Fighters.
1: <laughs> I, that's why I'm not surprised. Like You weren't surprised that Foo Fighters is on my list, and I'm not surprised that, that Beck is on yours. It's just that's, yeah. that's, that's the way it goes. That's us. Yeah. So that means really, song, right? Yeah, yeah. I had, and I was just going to segue into that. I was going to say I had a really hard time not putting two Foo Fighter songs on my list. Just because Wait. I like that album so much. But I felt like I should limit myself to one. So, spoiler alert, there's a Foo Fighters song on my list. <laughs> he
0: could have done two. Whatever.
1: I thought about it. But Despacito was just so goddamn good. I can't not like that song.
0: <laughs>
1: I hate myself for liking it. But, like, it just it's got that Latin feel to it. And it's just one of those songs that you just can't help but kind of moved to, and the first time I heard it was at one of my cousin's weddings. I was like, I don't know what this is. Oh, because my, my friend uh, Emma was there, and and she was asking where the Bieber was on the on the list. I was like, there's no way there's any Bieber played at this wedding. And then all of a sudden, that song came on. She's like, uh, Dave, this is a Bieber song. I was like, what? Damn it! <laughs> and I mean, it's not just Bieber. It's um, uh, Louis Fonsi, I think, is the actual singer, but Bieber has a part on one of the songs, and it was just like it's just everywhere and you can't not at least appreciate it because it's just just makes you feel so good and so happy and like just makes me want to dance in mexico so that's my first honorable mention and i hate it but it's there's only so much i can hate about it
0: i'm surprised yeah because it's not dad rock <laughs> but at the same Fair. time i can appreciate where you're coming from and why it's made it there Because it's, it is, it's like the Kesha that we used to, that we're like, oh man, Kesha, yes. It's, Mm -hmm. it's like that. It's poppy, it's catchy, and it gets into your head. And sometimes those songs just stick with you.
1: Exactly. And that's why, like, two years ago, um... Uptown Funk would have been. I mean, this is in retrospect. Uptown Funk would have been up there on my list for 2015 and last year. That I can't remember the Justin Timberlake song, but like, I don't dislike pop music. It's just I don't go out of my way to listen to it. But when I right. find a song that I really like, I just latch onto it because they're so good. And uh, this one, to a lesser extent than than Uptown Funk, but I still enjoy it.
0: That's fair. Uptown Funk is a great song. Right. Uh, I think this now means you are the biggest Bieber fan on the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God, that makes me so sad. <laughs> and I hate uh, you for putting it that way.
0: Believe, Dave. Believe.
1: <laughs> uh, kill me.
0: My first honorable mention is Let Them Talk by Kesha. Okay. Off of Rainbow. Mm-hmm. I... Picking a song out of that album was tough. Yeah. But I yeah. think Kesha with the Eagles of Death Metal. And it is it is kind of her old pop tempo, but it's with the Eagles of Death Metal. So it's like the old Kesha that I enjoyed, but it's the new Kesha with a bit more dirt on it that I sure. loved.
1: Yeah. So yeah,
0: that's my first honorable mention.
1: That's great, and and I could definitely see that, and I I understand how tricky it was to to pick one, and so I don't I don't begrudge that, and I agree, like that that song is phenomenal, and I mean just again that album is so good. Yeah, um, top to
0: bottom. But that was the one I picked just because I find it has appeared on some of those like I want upbeat song playlists for me, mm, like mm-hmm. my personal playlists, the ones that I don't share. <laughs>
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. It's
0: just like, oh, I want to feel... Ba- like, I want upbeat, I want to move, I'm, like, I'm working out or whatever. That song is almost always on there since Rainbow came out. So it's like, yep, okay,
1: can't fight it. Cool. Uh, my second honorable mention is Believer by Imagine Dragons. Again, that album is so great, and they've got a couple songs from that album that are singles right now, but that one, it's... It, again, it's that stripped-down, very percussion-heavy, percussion and, like, rhythm-heavy, and, um... Like almost like chanting and there's something so primal about it to me that I really found, found that that was the one that I responded to the most. So, I mean, totally there's not fair. much more I can say about it. It's just a really, really solid song.
0: No, totally fair. I've, I have have yeah. definitely heard that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, it's everywhere. It's on TV commercials right now. It's on ads for like sports and like various sporting events and stuff like that. Like it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's kind of everywhere. So you'd have to be living in a hole not to hear it.
0: Uh, I would just like to point out that both of your songs so far have been top 40.
1: I know. I what don't happened, know.
0: Dave? Did that, am I rubbing off on you? Is, is this my fault making you listen to new stuff and you're discovering Bieber and Imagine Dragons and
1: well it's not just you Shannon listens to some of that stuff too and like Spotify has been really good because it's just kind of like I'll just listen to a new playlist and it'll be stuff of new songs because I'm like oh what's new out there and I, I, a lot of people give me a hard time for not listening to anything new so I'm trying to make myself better by listening to more things than just dad rock but I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Sean. I hate myself a little bit.
0: Well, and like, because you can listen to the daily song drop playlists on Spotify, but you can only listen to those so often because there's only one a month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. My other honorable mention is Plot Twist by Sigrid, speaking of pop music. uh, She's a Norwegian pop artist. It's super catchy. It's a little bit chanty. It's a great breakup song.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I can't. I don't, without being able to play it for people. Sure. I just have to kind of assume that nobody's listened to it. Cause right. Because I don't think I've heard it anywhere other than on my stuff. And <laughs> the odd, like, Apple Music radio lists and things. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's well, a great this- pop song, so
1: cool and that's that's the trick about music is we can't play songs so it's like you have to take our word for it and then go source it out if you really want to listen to it so it's on the daily song drop right
0: yeah well and it's also it's on the top 10 because these are coinciding with the top 10 for dsd sure the article that came out today and the playlist that's now on apple music and spotify for the top 50 so you can definitely listen to anybody
1: wants to see it yeah there you go I tipped my hat to it, or tipped my hand a little bit, uh, my favorite song of the year is a Foo Fighters song, uh, there's a couple, The Sky is the Neighborhood is a great song, but Run, just it, it got me right from the get-go, and it kinda has that it has that traditional Foo Fighters feel to it, where it's like it's got some slow parts to it, and then kind of builds and builds, and there's a crescendo, and then it just, like, it just melts your face at some point, points, and, uh, it kinda has a feel like, um, Uh, Rope that they had a couple years ago it kind of has a feel like that but almost better I think it's better than Rope was Um, and so it's just because it's got because Dave Grohl has a great voice like he can sing very well but he can also do like that rock scream that growl and so this song he kind of does both very well and he executes them very well and so it's got Um, a little bit of both parts that I love so much about the Foo Fighters and I guess one of those ones that it's as soon as it comes on the radio gets turned up about five volume points in my truck because it's just (laughs) it's a great great driving song and great when it's played loud so Run by the Foo Fighters is my favorite song of the year
0: cool Mm -hmm. I'm Not Surprised Mm -hmm. is a great song and it's on your favorite album so
1: yeah right exactly weird how favorite song and favorite album kind of coincide
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My honorable mentions from my favorite album. Your favorite song is from your favorite album. Yeah. But my favorite song is not because she doesn't have an album. Uh, Okay. She actually only has two songs. This is the second one. It's What We Want by Zuzu. Okay. It is, she's from Liverpool. It's kind of like old school 90s kind of grunge rock but right. combined with 60s rock cool. a bit. So it's like grunge and 60s kind of smushed together into this kind of snarly, not quite Riot girl, but close rock song. And it's awesome. I heard nice. it in January. It has been on my high rotation since January. And that's how I know it's my song of the year, because usually it fades off. This one I will listen to at least once a week.
1: At least It's one of those ones where after Like you know after three or four months A song will just kind of fade Because it's like okay I'm done with this song It's played itself out But they're those songs that after Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten months It still kicks as much ass the, the next time you listen to it As it did the first time you listened to it
0: 100% yep
1: Those That is the sign of a good song
0: And that is What You Want by Zuzu
1: Cool And that's so I assume that's your number one On the, the top ten as well it is, yeah. Okay, then I'm definitely going to be looking out for that one because I feel like I need to listen to it.
0: I think I
1: think you will like it. Okay. It's well, cool. it's
0: it's like dad rock, but by a girl, and combined with 60s rock. So
1: I do like that. That that is kind of everything that I love about music. So yeah. Nice. Okay, and keeping the listening train going, uh, we're going to talk about our favorite podcasts of the year. Yeah. Now these aren't ones that came out this year. They're just like ones that had seasons this year, sort of thing, right? Is that kind of the idea?
0: That's the idea. Yeah. Although I think all of mine came out this year for the
1: most part. Oh, okay. Mine have had continued... Well, I guess uh, two of the three are started this year. One is kind of a reboot. But um, anyway, uh, what's your first one? I think I started the last one. So what's your what's your first honorable mention?
0: My first honorable mention is S Town.
1: Okay. Which one was that? I know we've probably talked about some of these in the What We're Up To, but I can't remember all the titles.
0: Uh, S-Town is by the people who made Serial. Okay. And This American Life. Okay. It's the story of, what's the best way to put this? They dropped all of them on one day, March 28th. Oh. And it's, I think it was like eight or ten hours And it's just the story of a man, in a terrible little town, and there's kind of a mystery, but there kind of isn't. Okay, it's just it's about the life of a very eccentric man, and it just kind of slowly unfolds as you listen to it. Like you you will go in expecting one thing by. Episode 3 or whatever, and then by episode 6, it will be completely turned on its head. And it's not, like, crazy or anything. It's just this slowly kind of unfurling of a
1: life. Cool.
0: It's really neat. And he lives cool. in, oh, what is it? Like, rural... Oh, I haven't listened to it, obviously, since April. But uh, rural... The rural south. I can't remember exactly where it is. If it's, okay. if it's Georgia or, like... Alabama, Mississippi, somewhere He's he's in the rural south But he's like an intellectual But an eccentric intellectual Who repairs clocks Okay <laughs> I just, oh. I can't explain it Without spoiling it For people who haven't listened to it okay. And this is one that people should listen to Because it's really good
1: Great, then I'll, uh, I'll definitely track that one down Because I don't remember you getting too in-depth In that one, but it sounds fun S-Town, hey?
0: S-Town, yep which stands, I believe, okay. for Shit Town.
1: Oh, great. Perfect. Yeah. My first honorable mention is LeVar Burton Reads.
0: That happens to be my second honorable mention.
1: Perfect. I wondered if it would be. And this was actually... I, I changed one out because I forgot about this one. Um, ah. And so this... Yeah. So this was... I, I just called an audible right now. Because... And you talking about this one kind of jogged my memory because it's the story about one person, right? And... And I was just like, oh, yeah, LeVar Burton Reads is, like, a 45-minute podcast. About, like, each episode is a new story, and it's so good.
0: It's literally LeVar Burton reading for 45 yeah. minutes to an hour. He reads a short story that he really likes, then he talks yeah. about it for a little bit, and then that's it.
1: Yeah, and he, like, he'll, he'll kind of give a little bit of a preamble, but then he reads it, and then he talks about... At the end, he's like, so how great was that? And these are the things that I loved about it. And this is why I love his style and da, 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 da. And like, he did a Western and well, like a kind of Western and like a detective one. And like, there's just, it's just cool little short stories. And I dig that. I uh,
0: It's at the beginning of the first episode, he said, it's, I think it's on a lot of millennials bucket lists to have me read them a bedtime story. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why not do that on a podcast and he's a hundred percent right because yeah. any I've been nursing that podcast. Yeah. Like I still have some backlogged because I save them for days when I really either need them or want them. Where it's just like right. I need a I need something for an hour. And that's yeah. what I'm using them for. And it's so lovely.
1: Which is fair. I, I I use them, I kinda crush them because I would listen to them while I was driving to and from Calgary. And oh, gotcha. um so it was nice to be able to, like, to drive and be able to pay attention to the road, but really be able to li- – it's like listening to a book on tape, right? Yeah, it is. And just, well, exactly I know just exactly the of same. People- yeah. Yeah. And so I know a lot of people will do books on tape as they drive, whereas this is the same th- sort of thing, only in a condensed period. So I could get through a whole story and then still be able to listen to music on my drive. So – Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I uh-huh. think my favorite was I had a really bad day at work. But Mm -hmm. it wasn't so smoky that I couldn't go outside. So I sat on my balcony, watched the sunset, listened to, I think it was the short story about the woman who runs the lighthouse. Yeah. And had a beer. Nice. And it was. That does
1: sound pretty awesome. It was great. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. So Um, yeah, that's
0: uh, that's my other honorable mention.
1: (laughs) Cool. My other honorable mention is the 30 for 30 podcast.
0: Okay, yep, that was shortlisted for me, for sure.
1: Okay. Anybody who has seen the 30 for Thirty ESPN series, it's just, you know, it's about... It's documentaries on sports subjects, and um, this one was taking topics that didn't necessarily have enough video footage or enough allure to be an entire two-hour TV documentary that they could condense into basically a radio show, and it's really cool. You get some really interesting stories, and, I mean, it's not as there some of the stories are more interesting than others but i've still enjoyed listening to it and it was just a cool idea and just gives me one more thing to listen to and another uh, just a variety of uh a podcast to to listen to again while i'm driving so
0: yeah i Um, i echo all of the same things you just said they're great Um, yeah there are like you're right there are a few that i haven't really gotten into, but those are few mm-hmm. and far between and I do yeah. still like them. Like I don't give a shit about UFC. And they talked no. about the birth of the UFC. And I'm like, all right, yeah. uh, whatever, I'll listen to it. And I enjoyed myself. Yeah. But it's not the same as like Wrigleyville or yeah. the Yankees suck T shirt one. Right. Or yeah. the the all woman Trek.
1: Yeah. Up to the North Pole. Like what yeah. a cool what a cool story that was.
0: Oh, it was so good. So yeah. Yeah Good choice Dave
1: Uh, Yeah thank you
0: My favorite podcast of the year Is Crime Town
1: Yeah, see I couldn't remember if that came out this year or not So um, Part of it
0: did part of it didn't Okay And that's why I said Camo for the most part (laughs) Right okay But I definitely listened to it this year Sure Fuck that show is great It was so good It was so good it they were all half an hour which yeah. was insane to me the fact that they were able to cover it like this but they were half an mm-hmm. hour episodes looking at the breadth of mob influence in providence rhode island which boggles my mind that it was as interesting as it was but i because destroyed that
1: podcast
0: i just yeah. i listened to that so fast like four well, hours just, a day, fast. Like, yeah. And just, now you
1: just can't wait for the second one to come out, right? Like, because I think they're working on another season.
0: Yeah, they keep saying they are. Whenever they do like a live thing, or here's a yeah. here's a, here's some added stuff from the first season. Another interview with that guy who yeah. killed people. And you're like, oh, okay, Life. cool.
1: It's so cool. Um, I love. Yeah, the theme I didn't put it on my list because point. I wasn't sure, but uh, yeah, it oh, was it was so cool.
0: Any podcast that has me download their theme song.
1: <laughs> so I can just listen oh to God. it away. Their theme that song, song is by so Goat good. so good yeah. It is so good. It's um run to your mother something yeah. like that yeah uh, yeah anybody should go and check that one out because it's it's remarkable
0: you even if it doesn't sound like it would be the most fascinating podcast, but there wasn't a podcast this year that I devoured the same way I listened to Crime Town.
1: Well, it doesn't sound as—it doesn't sound that interesting, and yet you just have to listen to it. And the way that they package it together is so well done that, that it, yeah, it just made for an incredible podcast.
0: Like, you'll bounce between the city politics and then the mob, and then you go yeah. back to city politics, and then it'll kind of cliffhanger it. So you're like, oh, but what did Buddy Cianci do? Did he get right. elected again? <laughs>
1: yeah. No, exactly. It's 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 unreal. Yeah. So that's my podcast um, my, of the
0: year, Crime Town.
1: Nice. My podcast of the year. We just recently talked about it on what what we're up to, so I'm not going to spend too much time talking to uh, talking about it because it's literally the one I listened to most. I talked about most recently. It's the Jay and Dan podcast, a couple Canadian uh, sports anchors who moved back to Canada this year because they were on Fox Sports One down in the states. And after four years, they just they their contact contract didn't get renewed, so they came back here and rebooted their podcast for a Canadian audience. And they're just funny, and I love their sense of humor. And it's just I they talk about sports, they talk about everything, movies, sports, uh, music, just kind of anything that 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 comes up. And so it's it's a really fun podcast. It makes me laugh. It just makes it feels like home. So the Jane Dan podcast is my number one
0: cool yeah okay i don't really have anything to add to that because
1: fair yeah you haven't we also
0: did just talk about it
1: yeah exactly awesome well then part one our
0: second half is going to be brought to you by wickham standard assurances are you feeling down was 2017 a garbage year for you Why not call Wickham Standard Assurances for their diverse packages available in both self-esteem boosting, compliments, or try their latest Emperor package that involves a trio of complimentary friend agents bringing your head image into the new year. Wickham Standard Assurances, assuring you in the future.
1: And we're back, and because we tend to always close things off with what we're watching, um, we're going to start with books for this second half. Yeah, books. (laughs) I mean, we both enjoy reading. Sometimes we don't read as much as we would like, but we still plow through some stuff. And so, hey, Sean... What's your first Honorable Mention as far as books slash things you read go?
0: Speaking of things that we have talked about ad nauseum on what we are up to, (laughs) Uh
1: uh, Jin. What?
0: Jin definitely makes my series of the year in an Honorable Mention. I am so surprised by this. Murakami's Jin is... Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's, it's so good. And I've caught up to the translator, so now I just have to wait... And hope that they translate the rest of it. Um, it's about a doctor from the year two thousand who, through strange supernatural circumstances, is transported back to the eighteen like eighties-ish, eighteen sixty through eighteen eighty era in Japan, with only a small medical bag and his know-how, and then he has to try and survive at the end of the samurai era as a doctor. So it's a lot of medical stuff but it's also like a slice of life historical thing, taking a look at Japan in Victorian age. Which is
1: pretty cool. There's...
0: Yeah, I've really enjoyed it.
1: Clearly, because we've talked about this a few times. There's... I don't think I'd be able to actually tell you the title, but as soon as you say Jin, I'm like, oh yeah, that one. Of course, I know that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it a few times on the podcast. Is there anything else we need to talk about with that one?
0: Not really. And also, like... Brace yourself, Dave. It's a lot of manga, yeah, I'm not, so I'm not surprised. Or just about that. this this will be yeah. this will be fast.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, my first honorable mention. I'm gonna pr- talk about it because I reread it for the first time in ten years, but it had to be an honorable mention because I've already read the book. It's Stephen King's. It. I love the book. The movie was. I, I read it in preparation for the movie, so I felt like I should. I I should yeah. brush myself up on it. So. It scared me just as... Well, not just as much, but it still scared me. It was still creepy. The whole orgy thing is always still weird. So there was things about it that I, I didn't necessarily... That I still don't necessarily love. But it's a cool book. I loved it. But it's not one that was brand new to me. So I don't feel like I could put it as my number one. And I also don't want to dwell on it too long.
0: Oh, that's fair. And plus, like you said, because you have read it before... But it's mm-hmm. also it, and you spent a good chunk of your year, your reading exactly. year on yeah. it, so to not mention it, because mm-hmm. you do love the book, so yeah. that's so, fair. but I
1: felt like the, as my first honorable mention, it was a good place for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. My second honorable mention is Baby Steps okay. by Hikaru Katsuki. I also talked about this one on What We Were Up To, but that was back in, I believe, April, because I was reading this series early in the year. And, again, have caught the translators, so I'm reading it when they release every 18 pages (laughs) once a month. Uh Uh-huh. Because, yay. This one's about tennis.
1: Right, okay. It's about
0: the high school kid who needed to get some outdoor activity and was very... Uh, almost obsessive compulsive about his schoolwork and then he starts putting that into tennis and decides that he wants to be a tennis pro so it's his journey from having never played the sport to like where i am in the series now he's in the like the a major all japan tournament Mm -hmm. trying to get a ranking so that he could get sponsorships that could prove to his parents that he could do this as a like a an actual job, right? So he's in the middle of a match with like a, a guy at the All Japan Championships. So it goes from that through him going to Florida for school, and like finding a girlfriend and trying to balance life and tennis and all of this or sort of other stuff, in over the course of like thirty two hundred and twenty five page books. Huh. So, baby steps. Cool. My other honorable mention. Okay.
1: My second honorable mention is Fast Girl by Susie Favor Hamilton. I talked about this probably in our October one. Um, it's about Susie Favor Hamilton, who was a long distance runner who competed in three different Olympics and was, after all the things that went down, was eventually diagnosed with bipolar disorder. But before all the things, before she was diagnosed, she. She had highs and lows when it came to running, but then wanted to relive those highs in a different world. So she ended up becoming one of the most high, highly sought after escorts in Las Vegas. And all the while, like, trying to maintain a marriage and be a mother and be a, a celebrity and, like, a personal, like, you know somebody in the public eye but still trying to maintain this secret life of being an escort and it was just very interesting to to see how you know she kind of pulled on this this thread and it just unraveled and as a re- result her life unraveled and just you know all of a sudden like the the shoe dropped and there was a smoking gun and like the 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 ground gave out from under her and it was just it was very very interesting and just having knocking on wood not ever Uh, had to deal with any mental disorder. I don't know what it's like, but it was a very interesting insight into the world of bipolar, even though she doesn't talk about being diagnosed with bipolar until right at the end, you could kind of tell that she was. Um, Ah, yeah. um, And her brother, years and years and years ago, committed suicide he was also bipolar and it was something that they didn't talk about in the family because it was mental health and it was just one of those taboo subjects and so that kind of gets brought up a few different times so it was very compelling and very interesting just to see how this life kind of went from one thing to the next to the next and she was always just reaching for that new thing including being a call girl so yeah very compelling read not a hard read not a not an overly long read uh, but very interesting all the same so fast girl by Susie favor hamilton
0: cool Mm -hmm. Your stuff is so much more serious than mine is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my book, technically series of the year, is Shokugeki no Soma, mm-hmm. which loosely translates into Food Wars. Dave, it is Iron Chef in manga form. It is amazing. Okay. I th- There's no better way to describe it than that. It's Iron Chef in manga form. There are books of cooking competitions. They also include recipes for what they make in the books. So you can like remake some of the stuff they're making. And it's ridiculous. It's funny. And it's Iron Chef. So of course I like it. It's competitive cooking. Come on.
1: (laughs) In manga form. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like I'm not a manga guy, but that sounds pretty great. Like I I can see why you like that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's fun. Cool. Cool. Uh, I'm not super far into it. Okay. It's a sh- it's a Shonen Jump, which I think mean like it I think it comes out either weekly or bi-weekly in Japan. Oh, okay. So, I've got a ways to go. I just finished the first major arc. Oh, okay. And I say just finished the first major arc and it's not much, but that's 12 volumes of 250 pages a piece. Oh, snap. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So cool. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, like it's, and it's neat because high end cooking is not really a world that I'll ever be sure. in. Sure. And I know, like, I know that. I, I like having cooking as a hobby. Sure. I like just having that because I love cooking, but I don't really want to turn that into something that I could grow to hate. Sure. Yeah. But seeing it from a Japanese perspective and like the training of chefs because, uh, to get around it it's essentially at a at a chef's academy where they have competitions. Okay. So this is like high-end training to be three-star chefs. Cool. And so the your main character is a kid who came from like a a special of the day, like a little diner essentially is the equivalent here. Mm-hmm. Like just a his dad runs a diner and he cooked with his dad since he was 3. But it turns out and spoilers to book like 8, his dad Used to was the second best chef in his class at this academy. Oh, cool! But he'd never wanted the high pressure. He liked wandering around and learning different techniques. So this kid that nobody expects to be really good actually learned from one of the best chefs in the country, who's just
1: kind of in hiding. Nice, very cool. So
0: no, it's it's super
1: fun. Nice. Okay. Uh, my book was not super fun. My number one book of the year. <laughs> I mean, it was. It was. I, I, I recommended it to my cousin to buy her brother-in-law because he loves to read, and I said that it was the best book I read all year. And it wasn't even a question; it wasn't a hesitation. This one was heads and tails above anything that I read this year. Uh, it was Three Day Road by Joseph Boyden. So it's uh, okay. It's a Canadian author, and basically, it is a like it's a historical piece, but it's not like it's it's fact based, but not it's not a nonfiction. Um, so basically it's, uh, these two native guys who go off to fight in world war one and they end up becoming snipers because they're such good shots from hunting back in the, in, in Canada. And so you kind of jump back and forth between the now, which is like when, when this character has gotten back from the war and he's going back down or up the river with his aunt who he's come to pick him up. Um, and he is basically, he's hooked on morphine and he kind of goes back and relives some of these moments in the book where he is in the war and like the trench warfare and the mustard gas, so you see all these different bits from like he he fought in the Battle of the Eaps and he fought in the Battle of Vimy Ridge, and so all these different battles that are so synonymous with Canadian historical mythology um, he has been there, and so you get to kind of see the war through his eyes, and it's very well written, very descriptive, and kind of gives you an idea like because it's so well well written it gives you an idea of what it was like over there um this is one of those books i think i read it in about a week and a half like i just just i started reading it and couldn't stop reading it so very very good read um easily the best book i read all year three day road by joseph boyden cool Mm -hmm.
0: i dare say i probably had a much lighter and more fun time reading books this year than dave did yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah, none of mine are really
1: funny. No,
0: no, no, mine pretty heavy. Yeah. Pretty
1: light. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Although to be fair, I do read a lot of news. So that's depressing enough.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. TV. I mean, we might as well just keep going because it's a podcast and we,
0: you don't want to take a break here and just like talk about plums or something.
1: You know, I don't care for plums. I'll eat them, but I don't. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. As far as fruit goes, they're not uh, my favorite.
0: I don't mind a sour plum in something. Right. But yeah, just to have a like, hey, have a plum. Now. Yeah.
1: I mean if if I want a piece of fruit and there's only plums available, I'm like, okay, I'll have one. But like generally they're around at the same time as peaches and nectarines and strawberries, like like B C strawberries and cherries. And I would rather have yeah any of those aforementioned fruits than a plum.
0: Yeah. Good. I feel like uh So I I think we've established plums, not the fruit of 2017.
1: Indeed. I definitely did not have a plum all year. Yeah, me neither. Great.
0: Suck it, plums.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, You went first the last time. So my first honorable mention for TV is Dark. Have you seen Dark yet on Netflix?
0: It's my other. It's one of my honorable mentions, too. Amazing.
1: Um... And I, it's, it's my honorable mention because it's, it's, I, I haven't seen it all because I just started watching it.
0: <laughs> I'm in the same boat as of recording this. I'm halfway through nice. it, but I already know it's going to be an audible. Right. Mention.
1: Exactly. Just because it's so, such a cool concept.
0: It's so good. It's, are you watching it dubbed or subbed?
1: Uh, can you get it dubbed or sorry, subtitled? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm watching it in German. Okay, because I'm I just got into it. Like I'm one or two episodes in, so I'm not even too far in. But like the episodes I've watched have been have been dubbed. But I prefer subtitled shows, and so yeah, I I, I wasn't sure if the option was there for either. So I, I I I would like to watch it subtitled and not dubbed, just because I feel like yeah. Just go to audio. Okay,
0: go to the audio settings and switch the audio to German, which is its natural language, yeah.
1: and then put on english subtitles because i just feel like you don't get the proper intensity when something is dubbed as you do when it's subtitled cuz you get the the true nature of the people in the moment, right?
0: Yeah, uh, like voice actors do a great job. Mhm. Dubbing actors really take it seriously, but it doesn't match. No. Like the the boy's voice, Jonas, mm-hmm. his voice doesn't suit him. Right. I know enough germans to know that his voice that they dubbed him in english does not suit that that kid right nope nope I can't do this yeah I made it like five minutes and went "Uh uh-uh nope, (laughs) we're going
1: to German (laughs) okay that's good to know but the show itself is just so good
0: a a multi-generational uh mystery about disappearing children yeah and time travel
1: yeah so like the the present is 2019 yeah. So and I, I put present in quotation marks, but nobody, not even Sean, could see that. But that's yeah, it's it's twenty nineteen and so it, it kinda jumps around and it's a cool concept and yeah, kids disappear and it's just it's it's so compelling. And I've got a few a friend of mine on Twitter started watching it because I had mentioned something about it and and then she responded to say how like she's hooked on it and like it's uh, it's a really, really spectacular show.
0: It's brilliant. I can't can't wait for you to get through it all so that way we could talk about Mm -hmm.
1: it. Well, there's a good chance that it's what we're up to. We can bring it up because then I can talk about it there. Ah, awesome. Yeah.
0: Looking forward to February.
1: (laughs) I'm going to tell you my next honorable mention, but I have a feeling that it might be higher up on your list. So, Stranger Things? Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, what's your second honorable mention?
0: Shingeki no Kyojin.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Which one was that? Attack on Titan. Oh right, okay.
0: I waited four fucking years for a second season, Dave. <laughs> of course,
1: it's going to be on my list. And you're so happy.
0: I'm so happy, and they've already said that season three is going to be out next year. Oh great! So, you so don't we're not going to have to more wait years. another th- yeah, exactly three four year gap between seasons. Uh anyone who's not familiar with Shingeki no Kyojin, it's about uh giant ur predators, so uh humanoids. They look like giant people, and by giant, I mean 30 meters tall people that eat humans, show up on the planet. And this is the story of people trying to fight them off and living within walled cities and stuff.
1: Yeah, I remember you talking about this and how excited you were and how how happy you were about this show. And so I'm glad that you've been able to see a second season. That makes me happy for you.
0: Yeah, uh, I, it was on Crunchyroll, and I was able to watch it as it came out in Japan. Nice. Like, uh, 24 hours later, it was translated, because I pay for that service. Mm-hmm. So
1: That's awesome. Yeah, Very it was cool. awesome.
0: So, yeah, that is my other honorable mention. Great.
1: Uh, my number one series of the year is Ozark. So, uh, my entire TV was Netflix, but that's, I mean, most of what I watched on TV this year was Netflix. So, uh, you haven't watched Ozark yet?
0: Nope, I have not. Okay,
1: so it's basically uh, Breaking Bad, but more on the financial side and the money laundering side than on the the uh, drug creation side or the, the the manufacturing side. Okay, and it takes place on the lake of the Ozark in Missouri. Jason Bateman and uh, oh, what the hell is it? Laura Linney are the the primaries in it. Cool. Um, but it's, you know, it involves a cartel and involves, like, like Appalachians It just kind of, there's there's a lot going on And it's really, really intriguing And, my God, I, like, Shannon and I watched one episode And then we just couldn't stop watching it And so, um, it just, it, it got to me right from the get-go And, um, yeah, I, I, I know there's more seasons coming And I cannot wait for season two of Ozark So, yeah, easily my number one of the year, cool.
0: I mm-hmm. will watch it at some point.
1: It's just yeah, I'll get to. There's it There's a lot I get of to things it. to watch. Yeah, yeah,
0: there really is. So hey, uh, Dave already alluded one? to it. Well, yeah. you already said it's Stranger Things yeah. too. Uh,
1: the only thing uh, that me,
0: maybe could have passed it was like depending on how Dark wraps up, maybe. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, maybe.
1: But, but but at this point, you haven't watched it all, so you you have to put the one that you finished in front.
0: Oh, yeah, and the one that I, like, binged, because I don't binge stuff often, and that's something that I, two days, three days, I was done.
1: Yeah, and full disclosure, I haven't finished it, because Shannon and I are watching that one together, and because we are living in different cities, we can't watch (laughs) episodes that often. Which is exactly Um, why
0: you have finished watching Westworld. Yep, totally. Stranger Things 2, it's fantastic. I apparently can't talk about all of it yet because Dave's not done, but it's more Stranger Things, and it's wonderful, and it's, all the guys are back, they introduce new characters, the new characters are fun, it's still got the Mm -hmm. nostalgia, there's an episode that was kind of eh, but it didn't detract so much from the rest of it. Do I think season one was better? Yes. But do I still look forward to season three? Of course.
1: Well, and that's the thing is is maybe it's one of those ones where now you've got new characters so you can set things up for future seasons. So it's just like it's it's sometimes the second season is not necessarily the best season of any TV series because they're kind of running on the tails of the the successful first season, but now they're setting more things up to try and elongate the the, the series. So I don't know for sure what the plan is with with Stranger Things. All I know is that what I've seen I've loved and. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a spectacular show.
0: Uh, the plan's five so, seasons, but...
1: Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, And it was from well, the beginning,
0: and, according to them, right. so...
1: Okay. And, I mean, I plan, like, if I was... If I was, if I if had seen all of Stranger Things before we got to this, I might be at that point where it might have been ahead of Ozark, but because I've seen all of Ozark, I feel like I had to put that one first, so...
0: Oh, that's fair. Well, and, like, I haven't seen it yet, yeah. so I obviously cannot comment... No. Um, exactly. before we move on to movies,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, did you ever watch the deuce?
1: I did not. It's still on my PVR.
0: Okay. Cause I'm curious to know what you think about it. Cause you're okay. a fan of the I'll wire to... and I have never watched it. I am. It. Yeah. So okay.
1: I'll try to get to it before what we're up to. And then that maybe what, that way maybe we can talk about it in February.
0: Okay. Cause yeah, I've, yeah. It's it kinda went under the radar it's there's not a lot of people talking about it and it just kinda mm-hmm. faded so I don't have anyone to be like, so what am I wrong on this? Or yeah. yeah. So
1: No, I'll 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 try and get to it in, in January. Cool. Okay, so now this is the one where we don't actually have three, we have five, and they're highlights because we're doing our top ten later on this month and by later on i mean next week right
0: that's the plan at least yep
1: that's the plan so provided all things go well we're going to do our top 10 movies of 2017 so these are not necessarily movies we s- that came out in 2017 they're just movie highlights from this year
0: well they are not from 2017
1: correct none no, of i them don't aren't. have any in no actually none of mine are from <laughs> literally i don't think any are from 1990 onward so oh.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm a little different yeah. than that, but yes, nothing from 2017 is the idea. That way, we have our top ten of the year for, yeah. in theory, next week.
1: Totally. You want to start us off? Sure.
0: But basically, the way I did this okay. is I went back through my all of my ratings for the year, and mm. I picked the ones that got tens.
1: Okay. Interesting. Uh,
0: so these were the films that I thought were. The best films that didn't come out in 2017 that I saw in 2017. Okay. So the first one of that is The Wailing. Okay. A Korean horror movie that I am sure I talked about whenever I had seen it in What We Are Up To. It is, it's about a stranger who arrives in a village and soon afterwards a mysterious sickness starts spreading. And it's a policeman trying to solve the mystery of what's going on to save his daughter. Hmm. Okay. Okay. It is on um, Netflix. It is okay. two and three quarter hours long-ish. Jeez. And it's it's really good. It's visually quite impressive. It's very different. And you probably cool. won't see what happens coming. And that's okay. speaking as somebody who worked at iHorror for three years and has seen a, a buttload of horror movies. You probably won't <laughs> see what's coming coming right away, but you might eventually okay. get
1: there. Okay. Cool. Cool. I approach my movie highlights in a different way. I went with just, like, things that I found fun this year that I finally got to. Things that I kind of have been meaning to do, to watch that ha- that I finally got around to watching. Um, okay, cool. Including, and I'm just going to go through kind of a quick little list. I, got, I finally got to a bunch of classic horrors that have either been on my list or Sean told me about that. I was just like, oh, yeah, I definitely need to get to that. So movies that I watched this year that are awesome, that are horror or considered horror, would be The Birds... The thing, Village of the Damned, Poltergeist—those are four that I I loved. That I or I watched all four, loved them. Um, varying time periods and everything, just different different horror movies. That you know, as somebody who claims to love horror movies, that I feel like I should have watched all of them. So yeah, um, all very good movies, and I was happy that I finally got a chance to see all of them. And I'm sure there's definitely more horrors that I watched this year, but those are some of the more classic ones that I got to.
0: There's a part of me that's like, man, I wish I could go back and have a year where I see Poltergeist and The Thing and the Birds for the first time. What was the fourth one? Right.
1: Uh, Village of the Damned.
0: Yeah. Good Lord, if yeah. I could go back and watch all of those for the first time again, I like, love the. In Thing. the same gets... calendar year. Oh man,
1: so right? good. It was a good. It was a good year. I mean, the move and not having to work three different jobs really helped that because I can actually watch movies. Yeah, So that it's, makes a it's kind of helped in how many movies I've watched this year. But, like, to be able to watch those four movies uh, all literally within the last two months has been pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah.
0: Up next for me is... Uh, okay, it's uh, Son of Saul. Okay. I remember uh, you talking about that one. Yeah, best foreign film from two years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one in one of our first ever on the guysfrom.com film articles when I started specking out award season, the one that I right. said was going to win and did the first ever win for Hungary. Yeah, it's a Holocaust movie. It's uh, right. Super it's about, happy. Uh, Auschwitz, 1944. It's all about a prisoner who f- believes that he's found his son amongst the dead. Oh. Jesus it's all shot uh, from point of view so you are you're always at eye level and in a point of view perspective wow it's uh mm. it's brilliant it's a great film it's not an easy watch yeah, you have to I be willing it. to get through it and it is getting through it but everybody should probably because it's it's one of those truly great great Holocaust films and truly great, great war films, probably of World War Two. So
1: Cool. Okay.
0: Work yourself up to um, it, I guess.
1: Great. Well, on that subject, since we're talking about super happy movies, I'd just like to talk about how much I enjoyed The Lost Weekend. Oh. Um Great. Yeah. You know, another super happy movie and, you know, really great, great feel to it. Recently talked about this one probably on the last What We're Up To. Um, a movie about a an alcoholic who basically spends a weekend just binge drinking and the things he will do to get his next drink, and the desperation that you see in him and the desperation that you see in his in his loved ones trying to make him get better and it's just it's a hard movie to watch and I loved it but it was it was not an easy film to to watch. Um, yeah. Oscar winner, right?
0: Yeah, it won Best Picture in 49, yeah, I think. P-
1: something like that, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it, it a testament to how good the, the movie was. Um, but yeah, just another one that you can't just watch when you're just feeling... You, you just have to be in the right mood for it. You can't just go into it, oh, you know, half-assed. You have to prepare yourself for whew, something heavy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, if it helps I was going to talk about three on my list are great. first, yeah. but uh, I might as well keep this going and talk about Harakiri, uh, okay. <laughs> a six a sixties Kobayashi film. It's about a, a elder samurai who arrives at a feudal lord's home and requests an honorable place to kill himself. Oh, good! And then he inquires about a younger samurai who had showed up at this house previously. And then in flashbacks, it tells the story of the the elder and this younger samurai, and then it it leads to a, a a quite unexpected turn.
1: Oh. Oh, okay.
0: I don't want to spoil it in case, because this is one that I would tell you about.
1: Yeah, no, and I appreciate you not telling me because it does sound pretty awesome and, like, super interesting, despite the fact that it may not necessarily be all that happy.
0: Uh, It is happier than both of the movies we just mentioned.
1: Perfect. Okay, then that's (laughs) not so bad.
0: It's not as sad as Son of Saul, so it's got that going for it
1: great. Well, if it helps any um, the last three of mine are not necess- they are not sad movies. So Okay. We're, we're we're ramping up here. I finally saw Raising Arizona? Oh. And as fine. somebody like yeah, I, as somebody who loves the Coen brothers, but I've been kind of putting that one off cuz it's Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage is kind of a weirdo and it's just like I didn't know what to expect with it and so I just kind of put it off and put it off and finally it was on TV one day I'm like oh, all PVR and I was like you know what it's the Cohen brothers we're going to eventually do our top Cohen brothers movies and I so I have yep. to watch them all and so I watched it and I actually really liked it, it which shouldn't surprise me because it's the Cohen brothers but like it was still it, I just wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did It's early um, Nicolas
0: Cage this isn't as crazy it, of Nicolas Cage this is him more like Yeah grounded, soon-to-win-an-Oscar Nicolas Cage.
1: Exactly. This is, like, this is pre, I mean, well before, like, The Sorcerer's Apprentice and Ghost Rider, but it's well even well before, like, Con Air and Face Off and The Rock, which I love those movies, but it's even before that where he's still, like, this is fairly, fairly recent after, like, his bit part in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, this is just him starting to kind of become famous, yeah. Um, and so he's young, and 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 Holly Hunter's in it, and she's great. And again, like with the Co- because it's the Coen Brothers, there's all kinds of guys who you see in all kinds of Coen Brothers films. Oh, of course, and it yeah. is. It is spectacular. And I really, I mean, it's it's certainly not my favorite Coen Brothers movie, but my god, is it good? Yeah,
0: baby stealing. Yeah. who knew?
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty good. Cool. Mm -hmm. I would
0: be surprised if it was your favorite Coen Brothers movie.
1: Well, it's pretty hard to beat The Big Lebowski, but yes. yes.
0: Cool. My penultimate film is Mm -hmm. Arrival. Oh, okay. Because I didn't see it last year, so I saw it this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I loved Arrival. Denis Villeneuve is awesome.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, Because we talked about that in one of our trailer reacts and how how excited we were. I still have yet to see it, but it looks... okay. yeah, but you loved it, hey? Like, oh, and I think we've it. talked about that before, and so it was worth all the the hype and everything, hey?
0: Yeah, for me it was for sure. It's a right. it's a very strange science fiction film, but it's super cool, and it's you wouldn't think that a movie about a like linguistics would be as fascinating as this one is, but right, it is. It's really interesting. So cool. Yeah, Arrival.
1: Okay, nice. That was your fourth, right? Because you yep. have one, you have one more. Yep. Okay, great. I just want to make sure I was keeping track properly. Um, my the oldest movie on my list, possible exception. Nope, this is definitely the oldest one. Is uh, I just within the last couple weeks watched A Night at the Opera. Uh, that's a Marx <laughs> Brothers movie. It's the first Marx Brother movie I've ever seen. Uh-huh. My God, was it funny? Yeah. Like obviously because it's the Marx Brothers and like they were legendary comics. But I finally get. The allure, and I finally get the the appeal of the Marx Brothers, but I didn't realize like Harpo is a phenomenal musician.
0: Oh yeah, oh and, like, yeah. I
1: I <laughs> I was looking them up afterward just because I was curious about the all the all the different brothers and everything, and so I was going through IMDb, which I've taken to doing after I've watched the movies, kind of going through and figuring out like different actors and where they came from and what they did and when they died and like just sure. uh, you know just kind of doing more research on, on a movie that I've loved so much and like he taught himself the harp like he was self-taught
0: oh yeah like yep. that is
1: even more impressive the harp of all instruments like I self-taught myself the guitar but the harp Jesus
0: well that's it's <sighs> why it's called Harpo
1: yeah which makes perfect sense <laughs> I get it now I just didn't realize it at the time
0: but yeah, and now you have such a, a deeper appreciation for MASH cuz they make so many Marx Brothers references in the first like four yeah. seasons of MASH.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, that and like there's an episode of Freaks and Geeks where they go up for uh they go trick or treating and Sam Levine dresses as Groucho and like all of it like even just watching one makes so much more sense now. Yeah. And I mean, I just I will watch more Marx Brothers movies without question. Like, they're they're so funny. I was giggling and, like, laughing out loud at points, and it's just, like, the physical comedy and the, the quick banter and the one-liners, it's just, it's it's really good cinema.
0: They offer everything. They do yeah. every type of comedy in a single film. Totally. It's ridiculous, because you're right, like, Groucho is one of the wits of the century. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chico gives that kind of, like, under- Belly comedy Yeah And then You and, have and Harpo
1: It's all physical And like Sight gags
0: yeah. yeah
1: Yeah It's 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 pretty spectacular So I was glad like Cause I wouldn't have Watched that one Had you not suggested I, IPVR it And I watched it I was like Damn That is That is good stuff
0: And it holds up
1: Really well It does It really does Yeah So A Night at the Opera Cool Hmm.
0: The last one that I'm going to talk about is a, a complete 180 from almost all of the rest of my list. Actually, all of the rest of my list. Everything else was serious, okay. but uh, Moana. Really? Yeah. I love Moana. Huh. I have the soundtrack of Moana. I have well, watched it more than um, once. Like,
1: Lin-Manuel Miranda, right? That's who did Moana? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so that makes sense. Like, the guy's a phenom.
0: It's, Uh we are going to do our top 10 Disney. Don't worry. Uh, I don't have the list out, but I know we were asked. I'm sorry. I can't remember who asked us. We will get to it. And Moana, top three for me, probably. If it wasn't for the first 20 minutes, probably first.
1: Okay. Interesting. (laughs) I have yet to see it just because, like, it was on Netflix at one point. I don't know if it still is. I'm pretty Um, sure it still is. But okay. Well, I'll try and track it down cuz it's just I keep forgetting like I don't think about I mean I do think about kids movies, but I don't think about hey, I should ch- I should watch Moana tonight cuz there's 50 movies on my PVR I'm trying to get through to call some of that, but <laughs> um
0: yeah, but if you stop, but you know the Disney list is coming. What I have to do is just be like, "Dave, we're going to do the Disney list next week." And then you know you have well, to watch it. Well,
1: that's why I've plowed through so many 40s movies, right? So Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the it's this like okay, the story of
0: Maui and
1: yeah, it's fun. I do like that. I am a big fan of Hawaii. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, we're down to the end of it, and I felt like I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about one of the musicals I saw um, because I watched a shit ton of those this year too. You and sure why not did. talk about Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? <laughs> oh god! Because okay. it's ridiculous. S- sure. Up. like pastel was, I mean,
0: western yep
1: it was i i uh, it, and not because it was the best musical i saw this year certainly not like i watched sing in the rain i watched the music man those ones were heads and tails above seven brothers for seven brothers but sean and i have sean has talked about this one for so long and just the absurdity of this movie and so i was like well i need to check this out and i watched it i'm like are you kidding me this movie is ridiculous and it's I had so much ridiculous. fun watching it, and you could never remake this movie. Oh, like, no, you never. You could remake West Side Story, and you could remake The Music Man, and you could remake um, On the Town. Like, those ones you could probably redo, it. you know, and, and modernize them or what have you. But you could not redo Seven Brothers for Seven Brothers. It is just not time-appropriate anymore.
0: No. It's it's a like a kidnap slash rape fantasy.
1: Yeah. In and a musical. And so it's so bad, but so good.
0: Ah, oh, bless your beautiful hide. Right <laughs> it's like, I'm wandering through town, gonna pick myself a wife,
1: yeah, okay, she's gonna, we're gonna get married today, and then I'm gonna come back with her, and then she's gonna basically be the house mother, and then it turns into like she refuses and like starts cracking the whip, and then the boys get wives eventually through kidnapping, and, oh like, spoilers it's just. <laughs> But in the interim, like, at the barn raising where there's, like, a five-minute dance sequence, it's amazing. The choreography is spectacular.
0: Oh, yeah. It's really good.
1: Yeah. So it's an absurd movie, and it's, like, I don't still have it on my PVR. But when it comes on again, if I'm not doing anything, I'm like, hell, yeah, I'm watching that. Because you can come (laughs) in kind of anywhere and be like, yep, this seems like good watching. So, yeah. Yeah. Seven we're, we're
0: wrapping up our year in review On Seven Brides for Seven Brothers
1: Yeah That was intentional
0: Oh god Okay <laughs> Happy episode 200 Kidnap fantasy musical
1: <laughs> We made it to 200 All the redheads oh. <laughs> This really took a left turn do you have anything else to talk about as far as 2017 goes?
0: No, I'm happy it's over. Let's move on.
1: Great. I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys From Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcasts at gmail.com, Facebook us at The Guys From or... I don't know, try some cool way of contacting us to get your question to us. Carrier Pigeon, Smoke Signals, Telegram. Something that's kind of outdated but still really fun and make us take notice. And therefore, we'll feel like we have to answer your question. So, yeah, do that.
0: Cool. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell anyone you can, any way you can. And the best thing you can do to help us get the word out there is to leave a rating and a review. On Apple Podcasts. We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including TuneIn Radio, Player FM, Podbean, Stitcher, Blueberry, you name it, we're probably there. And if we're not, you let me know and I will fix it. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug?
1: Over the holidays, I rewatched the complete extended Lord of the Rings trilogy. I have seen it a number of times already because I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but still caught new things upon the most recent watch. So, when you have the time, you should rewatch it yourself and see what new things you get out of it. Sean? On our
0: website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this 200th podcast, we also write articles on things like music, that's indie music every weekday, throwback tracks on Thursdays, we're going to have a new feature starting this year where there will be a monthly gaming feature written by a new contributor, so more information on that as it comes, and there will be a whole bunch of other stuff too
1: cool and where can i find all that again
0: www.theguysfrom.com
1: oh yeah
0: for more horror-y pop culture and weird memes and things like random questions about who would win in a fight between jason voorhees and jaws head to the dark half on instagram that's t-h-e underscore d-a-r-k-h-a-l-f and also have a good year do something new I'm sure you've probably already broken your New Year's revolution. I know. It's the fifth. It's okay. But just try something new.
1: Exactly. Special thanks to The Sweets for our wonderful opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And, as usual, special thanks to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Carefree.
0: This has been, as we have repeatedly said, episode 200 of the guys from podcast four more years four more years (laughs) four more thanks for listening once again i'm sean and i'm dave happy new year everybody the guys from podcast is brought to you in part by 2018 the year of the what is it this time what are we we heading into monkey are we out of monkey sure how about we banana slug it's the year of the banana slug
1: UCSE is going to be so happy. (laughs) Their polo team's great this year.